0: welcome back to the everybody suffers.com podcast i'm carl brown my hope is that through this podcast i can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or you can share consolation with others today's episode is about discernment this is the fifth of five in a series about prayer we've covered prayers of adoration contrition thanksgiving supplication and today we're adding one to that famous set of four, and that is Prayers of Discernment. This is going to be a great episode. If you've never heard of discernment of spirits, if you've never heard of how to discern things well, you are in for a treat. I'll never forget when I learned about the discernment of spirits, and it was, it was such a an eye opener such a revelation and it was it brought so much consolation and i'm super excited to share this with you today so first let's start out by sharing that this podcast is sponsored by our lady of kibeho kibeho rwanda was the site of the most recent major church approved apparition of our blessed mother and in that in that apparition she not only Predicted the genocide of Rwanda, but she reintroduced the seven stars rosary I'm going to just shorten this message and say please Listen to other episodes of the of this podcast so you can learn about our lady of Kibeho And the first seven episodes of this podcast are a full seven stars rosaries each with a different set of intentions or reflections Let's pray to the Holy Spirit so that I make sure that I have guidance and protection in this time. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Lord, you send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. Lord, help me to focus on saying only what you want me to say. Make me forget anything you do not want me to say amen our lady of sorrows pray for us in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen we have covered adoration contrition thanksgiving and supplication and now we get to a really great topic because it's one that most people don't know about and it can really be a life-changing topic because it can really help in discernment it can help you in going the right path in decision making in 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 your life the purpose of discernment is to make good decisions to choose between two good things it's easy to choose between something bad and something good discernment helps us to choose between two good things an example from scripture is when jesus said in matthew chapter 7 verse 16 that you'll know a tree by its fruit. That is the guide here, even though we're gonna be covering some, some of the works of St. Ignatius Loyola here, Jesus sets the, sets the bar, he tells us how to discern. And the way that Jesus demonstrated discernment was in the way he responded to questions from the Pharisees. There are some Psalms that are prayers of wisdom for example psalm 1 psalm 112 psalm 127 and i love psalm 127 and in addition to those psalms the book of proverbs and the book of sirach have a lot more on discernment discernment isn't a type of rote prayer it's not a it's not a type of prayer that can be repeated in the same way that Adoration or praise can be or in the same way that contrition can be So it's a little different than these other types of prayers So what are we talking about in discernment? Once you have made the decision to follow Jesus and as you mature in your moral choices you will encounter Times where you're trying to make a decision between two good things and this can be challenging If both options seem good how do you know which one is better? And this comes into play more often in trying to distinguish between two good messages, or between a good message and a bad message. And that gets us to the way this is connected to the seven sorrows, because the connection is the word consolation. You're gonna see how discernment relies on identifying consolation. And our Mary said that, I will console them in their pains and accompany them in their work if if you pray this devotion. She's offering consolation to people who pray this devotion and discernment as as a type of prayer is learning sensitivity to identifying consolation versus desolation. So you may face the question, Should you or should you not continue self-destructive behavior? And the answer is easy. You should stop self-destructive behavior. But let's say you're trying to live a countercultural life. In other words, you've decided to live according to the teachings of Christ and his church, according to gospel values, but now you have to make some changes in your life. You have to stop hanging out with some friends who support bad choices. You need to stop some hobbies or some habits that are not in alignment with Gospel values. You have to leave a friend group, or a a job in some cases, or some relationships. And by the way, all this relates to the second sorrow of Mary, which is the flight into Egypt. Because the seven sorrows are a roadmap for the Christian life. And in this second sorrow, we can see that We will experience in our Christian life a time where we have to go out of our comfort zone in order to protect or stay true to gospel values. But that's a a topic for another episode. What we're talking about here is making a decision between two moral equivalents, distinguishing between two things that don't seem to be much different. And this is a question of which of these things would be more pleasing to God? And as we ask God, dear God, which of these two things should I do? How do we know that the prompting that we're receiving is from the Holy Spirit? How do we know that a thought that we have is a good thought or a bad thought? Because let's face it, we don't often hear God answer our prayers audibly. In fact, very few people ever do. I certainly have not. So you're choosing between two good things and you ask God which of these two things would be more pleasing to you. Maybe in your journal you have a list of pros and cons, but you're still not sure. Because after all, we can deceive ourselves even when we make a list of pros and cons. So how can you discern properly? St. Ignatius Loyola gave us a great set of guidelines for how to discern. And his method of discernment deals with distinguishing between two movements of spirits. The first is the spirit of consolation, and the second is a spirit of desolation. So what does consolation mean? Consolation means the act of giving solace. Well, what does solace mean? Solace means comforting someone in sorrow. And and as we think about this, let's apply it to a real-life situation. If you're starting a new diet, you you will inevitably face temptation. Let's call the temptation a box of donuts. And you can say to yourself, it's just one donut, or you can say to yourself, no, no, this is a big deal. One of those messages brings with it consolation, and the other brings desolation. We can see the difference by looking at those messages after giving into temptation. So here's the scenario. You're on a diet, you've decided to not eat sweets, among other things. You go to work, it's the holidays, somebody brought in a box of donuts. If you give in to temptation and have a donut, you could have one of several thoughts and one thought could be, it's just one donut. Another thought could be no, 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 this is a big deal. These two messages are literally the same words as the messages before having the donut while you were facing the temptation. But now the meaning of those messages has switched. In other words, before having the donut, the idea that it's just one donut moves you into falling into temptation. But after having the donut, the message that it's just one donut can lead you into restraint and and temperance and self-control. Meanwhile, the the other message does the opposite. If you think to yourself, this is a big deal, before falling into temptation, that is a call to self-control. But the message is, after falling into temptation, is desolating. This was a big deal. You really screwed this up. I used to manage and coach salespeople. And there, in a professional setting, you could see where the words of a message could be consoling at times and desolating at other times. The salespeople that I was managing were inside salespeople that are making phone calls. And at the beginning of the day, the message, there's still time to make calls, versus the message today can set the tone for the rest of the week the rest of the month and the rest of the year those are two different messages a sales coach might think that those two messages are equal in terms of motivation but now let's listen to those messages at the end of the day it's maybe four o'clock there's still time to make calls versus Today's gonna to set the tone for the rest of the week, the rest of the month, the rest of the year. You see, one message is consoling at the beginning of the day and desolating at the end of the day. If you're not in sales, if you're, if you're not managing salespeople, that might be even tricky to see. But at the beginning of the day, if you tell your sales team there's still time to make calls, they can take that as an excuse to not make calls And at the end of the day, if you say, hey, today can set the tone for the rest of the week, the rest of the month, the rest of the year. Well, if the day has gone poorly, then that can be desolating. That can be devastating. So this can be used as a guide in discerning messages. Is this message consoling or desolating? And once you ask the question, it's almost answering the question because it becomes so clear. But St. Ignatius goes one step further and says that we can be living in a phase during our life that is either a phase of consolation or a phase of desolation. Hmm. So there can be messages that are consoling versus messages that are not consoling. And there can be phases of our life that are consoling where we're experiencing consolation. And there can be phases in our life where we're experiencing desolation. How can you tell? Well, if you live day-to-day knowing that God loves you, if going to prayer is easy, if you feel joy and peace, then you're in a time of consolation, even if things are difficult. But if you're in a place where you doubt God's love for you, if you lack peace, you lack joy, then you might be in a time of desolation. And this time of desolation doesn't have to be marked by sin. But it usually is. So if you're going from sin to sin on a regular basis, whether that's jealousy or resentment or lust or gluttony, then you may be in a time of desolation. In fact, you're most likely in a time of desolation. So here's a rule from St. Ignatius. During a time of desolation, don't make a change to a decision you made while you were in a time of consolation i'm going to say that again because it's so important if you are in a time of desolation you should not make changes to a decision you made while you were in a time of consolation and i don't know about you but i find so much freedom so much peace just in hearing those words and i've seen people who appear to be in a time of desolation and they make a big change they change parishes they change jobs they change careers they they get divorced this is an, an important rule in discerning during a time of desolation you should not make a change to a decision you made while you were in a time of consolation And Saint Ignatius gives some great advice that if you're in a time of consolation, you should pray to prepare for the time that you'll be in a time of desolation. And when you're in a time of desolation, you should remind yourself that you will once again return to a time of consolation. And in both situations, you should spend time in prayer, praising God, thanking God, Praying for forgiveness, praying in supplication. But know that these two ideas of consolation and and desolation can be really helpful in dealing with the ups and downs of life. And St. Ignatius gives a couple of rules or guidelines to understand the Spirit that is not a Holy Spirit, in other words, the the spirit of desolation from an evil spirit and and he gives three things to three rules to know about these these evil spirits number one as you are facing temptation from an evil spirit if you resist the temptation that evil spirit will flee so even if you're in a time of desolation resist the temptation and it might only need to be five minutes but that temptation will leave because that evil spirit will be frustrated that you did not fall into temptation. Number two, the evil spirit's power is often magnified in secrecy. If there is some secrecy surrounding, especially attachment to sin or a history of sin, the devil's power is in that secrecy. And the way to break that power is to come clean to bring secrets to light he uses an example from from the era that he lived in as he said the the forbidden love between two people in the king, in the court of the king they're living in sin and it's being magnified by the secrecy that no one else knows but as soon as that relationship becomes public, then all of the power that the evil spirit has is is taken away. Even though it it brings with it scandal and shame, but the, the devil's power oftentimes is in secrecy. The third rule is that the devil is a cunning military strategist. The evil spirits are constantly probing you to find your weakness, just as a cunning military strategist would do. So you have to shore up your weaknesses. You have to know yourself. You'll know yourself through meditation and prayer. And you have to shore up your weaknesses so that that the evil spirit cannot have victory. So those are three great rules at the end of St. Ignatius's 14 rules on discernment I haven't covered them all but what I have covered gives you a, a lot and It's it's all in trying to discern What is the motivation? What is the movement of this spirit? Where does? Where does this message leave my soul? consoled or in desolation and never make a change when you're in a time of desolation And that wraps up today's episode. The next set of episodes, I'm really excited to share with you. They're gonna be all about the Eucharist. And it's different topic, sort of, than an EverybodySuffers.com message, but it's the content that I had started in writing a book, and I just want to share it somehow, so I'm gonna have it as the topic of several episodes. So I'm really excited to share that with you, especially since the Eucharistic Congress is coming up in Indianapolis in the summer of 2024. So this is the last episode of 2023. I wish you all the best. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks for joining the podcast today. I'm Carl Brown. This is the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. Everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? You can email me your prayer requests at carl at EverybodySuffers.com, please share this podcast with someone who you think needs to hear it, especially this episode on discernment. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or you can share consolation with others. Our Lady of Kibejo, pray for us. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. God bless you. Have a great day. Signing off for now.